What is good, Divine Dolls? Hey, how you doing? Hope all is well. So, I wanted to explore something with you. I know I've kind of kind of hinted at it, but I feel like even within my room space, I'm ready for it. Um, some of you have been with me for a while, have heard me kind of hint at certain things, but I, I this is something I definitely want to dive deeper into and so as usual it's not scripted i'm definitely coming from the musing space but i think part of it is i'm getting more clarity in in where i'm my my trajectory for where i'm going you know between now and the next 12 months and and you know the next stages of my life and whatnot I've toyed with the idea of, you know, what it means for me to have a temple. And I really just love the imagery and everything surrounding that. Because if you know anything about, like, even our anatomy, we are told that where our mind, where our brain is, where our head is, it's the temples, right? You have two sides both sides are the temples of your of your head, right? And between those temples are is your mind. And the idea of me being a muse, you know, and not only not only oh, that was a Freudian slip, but not just being a muse, but what I meant to say was of a of a person who considers herself to be a divine feminine, um, musing, and it has been such an experience because. It's been things, even um, embracing the dark side, right? Which surprisingly, a lot of you know, like I do share some of my placements, but if you know me by now, you it's not the placements I'm telling you about. They should be, you know, it's the ones I'm not telling you about. <laughs> um, but you would think that I would have embraced the the scorpionic side, um, the dark side much sooner and and there was a part actually now that I think about it as I was saying that is um when I was younger for the longest time I used to identify as dark child right um because I was dealing with a lot of dark energy but I think part of the reason I'm even kind of just dis- was dismissive of it is because I was so shy that it kind of felt like if it wasn't seen it didn't exist if that kind of makes sense whereas now it's I'm comfortable allowing myself to be in a dark space and bringing it to light in a way and, and kind of having it out and on the table and playing with it and not trying to suppress it or feel guilty for it. Um, but I really like the idea of um, me really doing an invocation. For those of you who grew up in the church type of a thing, invocation, a call to worship, right? A call to explore, a, a call for us to examine different things right and uh let's see got a call coming in hopefully it doesn't disc nope okay we're good so i've talked about and i want every time that you click on my videos to kind of have this type of imagery and also i want you to start to embody what it means for you to be a divine feminine in your right what does your temple look like what does your what are your oracle messages throughout the day? You know, when people come to you, 
what is it that you're imparting on them? And I think I want to, I like the idea of um, Greece, right? And, and one of my favorite goddesses that I've, ever since I researched her, I fell in love with her so much more. She's the goddess of war and wisdom. And I th- I love it. And I think it resonates with me too, because a lot of you know, my rising star, it, my rising is uh, Virgo, and that has to do with health and wealth. And so I love it because usually when we think of divine goddesses, we kind of think of like, oh, you know, Venus, you know, just love and sexuality and fertility and, and that type of thing. But I love Athena, because if you ever get a chance to pull her up, it's kind of like she she's in a in a in a dress and she comes across as a beautiful but her her elements are having to do with war and strategy right and the analytical aspect of things and just smart right and i i talk about how to me one of the most powerful um beings to be is to have beauty and brains like that to me uh, almost seems to trump the masculine version of power which is like muscle and brawn although you know what you know what if you're gonna marry it I guess the equivalent of it would be muscle and brawn as opposed to just being you know brains and brawn brains and brawn um and y'all know this divine feminine loves a listen (laughs) but I feel like um so just toying with this whole idea of like what it means to come to my temple another thing that um made me kind of think about the temple is um last night this this is really birthed out of uh the conversations we were having last night and we were talking a little bit about um I think it was on my podcast the one where I was talking about the things I learned in the insurance sector, and I'm going to be doing more of those on Mondays and Thursdays. I don't want you to be scared of it in terms of like, because it's the word insurance, because the part of um, me deciding to reimmerse myself back into that sector and into that industry. And that particular, like, I would say like modular, the way that they have it set up is because there are so many things to learn. They deal a lot with like personal development, um, a lot of reading, a lot of wealth strategies. And for you to develop yourself, you have to, they're doing it the right way. And if I'm around those type of people, I love it because it it rubs off on me. And I want to create an outlet for that type of language to come out. Um, Whereas I feel like because I'm reacting to content that other people are putting out as they should, because that's their calling, right? Um, But mine is a little different than I get to, I, that will allow me to bring more of that content up to the forefront, which is more in alignment with who I am and stuff. But one of the things that came up was, um, even paying attention to how you, when you, when you fall asleep and when you wake up, um, that dream state and how sometimes if if you're really going to go deep, deep, the dream state is actually your reality. And when we're awake is kind of like, that's when you're asleep type of a thing, Um, and so, but one of the things we talked about, uh, was it's so important when you wake up, like, uh, and I learned this specific part last week, but it's funny because I mentioned how I grew up in a religious, um, household. So 
we would get woken up at six in the morning. We would have worship and it consisted of reading from what we call a devotional. And it's like, it'd be little stories that talk about like kindness, generosity, um, compassion, empathy, honesty, integrity, and they'd be things that we could concentrate our mind on. And then we would sing some songs. And it's so interesting because when you start to understand um, the importance of singing and how it affects like even your physiology, it's wild. Okay. And even with dancing, and it's not even like the dancing that I think um, is really that pop culture. Like if you start, once you understand, some, and I'll try to give you examples as we're moving forward in the future. But um, there are certain dance moves that are so good for the lymphatic system. And they're even like, for example, yesterday I was looking up a... Um, a tumbler, not a tumbler, a rebounder. You can get them on Amazon for $119 for a good, solid, good size one. Um, and that one has anti-aging properties. Like, like when you, not, not the specific rebounder itself, but the jumping up and down, um, helps like even with the, with anti-aging and you can, there's a, a lady that was showing her results, like, before and after from just doing that for 10 minutes, but it's similar to the stuff I've learned in, in Shigon. Uh, a lot of you know, I started doing that yoga. I took a couple of classes and now I do them at home um, throughout the day and I can feel the difference in my body. Um, and so, but one of the things that kind of shifting back to the importance of how some of the positive takeaways from the religious practice, right? We're talking about a temple. What are our practices? What are our rituals? Um, what happens when you come to my temple, right? And what are the things that would happen for your temple, right? Um, one of the things I learned last week was that um, there's something about when you wake up the first like 30 minutes. I think he said it because... Uh, I was listening and he was kind of, I could probably ask him because it's one of my upline mentors and stuff. I can ask him for clarification if it's 30 minutes or an hour. But the first few minutes of when you're waking up, your your mind is still trying to decipher between reality and um, sleep state. And so um, he was suggesting that when you depending on what you feed your mind in those waking hours will set the pace for when your day unfolds. And so I did mention yesterday, like you can choose a book, like something to read, like uh, that's going to keep you in that manifesting state in that whatever it is that you're going through, you know, or want to, to pull in or draw in. And and again, I want to also encourage you to, to pay attention. I love music, right? Um, and I've incorporated it sometimes in my <laughs> in my practice on my podcast and stuff. And um, thankfully, it's been gracious enough to where I haven't gotten dinged or anything. But I do have to make sure to put like I don't own copyrights to the music or stuff. It's not as strict as on YouTube. But um, I also want to encourage you to like, yeah, you know, it. it it's some ratchet stuff, probably not the best. Not saying you can't listen to it at the beginning hours, but incorporates music, not just listening to it and understanding what it, you know, you might want to have a morning playlist. Um, but also 
throughout your day, you know, and understanding that music has different functions. So if you're waking up to something, if you really do want to, and I joke about twerking like later in the day, you know, and incorporating into your exercise and workout and that type of thing, then understand that it it serves a purpose, you know, as you're going through the different parts of your day, but, you know, it can be used to keep your energy up. But I also want to say, not just listening to it, but there's, um, it is so wild to me too, because a lot of, you know, I take, uh, like water aerobics classes and one of the instructors was telling us like, She's like, I, the reason I ask you guys to sing along to the songs and the music, and sometimes it'll be like um, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC, like everybody, <laughs> right? And she's like, and she would tell us to sing from our, you know, a lot of us have learned to sing from our abdomen. I remember I, I used to sing in the choir at church, um, and they would help us to learn how to use practices from our abdomen. But specifically for women, you kind of want to sing from your womb space. Like um, the the person who was talking to me, she's uh, in the process of completing her certification for to teach yoga. And it's something insane. Like if I say 200 hours of um, that she needs to complete it, it could be more. But it's it's an insane amount of hours. It, you know, when I think about what I needed for a real estate license and... Um, and for my life and health insurance, those ones I needed 45 hours, 52 hours um, of of um, studying. So, um, or I think she, I think not only did she need hours, but she also needed I think it was it like 200 hours of like under uh, under an instructor of yoga time or whatever, but. And I will probably go this route. I talked to my parents and um, we've been, you know, my parents have a, a couple of retirement homes in in Costa Rica. And um, I told them, I said, you know, I wouldn't mind being a yoga instructor um, in Costa Rica. And I probably would have, of course, by then, I think I'd probably have a shop where it's like candles, bracelets, jewelry, crystals, um, not just yoga, Pilates and bar. Um um, absolutely massage therapy. If it's not me, it's going to be people that, you know, I would bring onto my team from out there from a health aspect, a holistic aspect. And, and one of the houses that they have, they completely renovated it to kind of be similar to some of the things that we like out here at one of our favorite resorts. Um, but we're talking about temple, right? Practice. And and I'm going somewhere with this because you're like, land the plane, land the plane, right? Well, remember I said that my mentor was talking about how when you wake up in the beginning stages of your morning, you're you're trying to decipher between reality and dream state. And I want to encourage you with this, okay? Um, one way that you can join me on this journey, and even for myself too, it made me rethink about what my bedroom looks like as a Scorpio one of the thing one thing about us is like our bedroom is our lover's lair right and it's very much if you get into the bedroom of a Scorpio it's kind of like you have gone I will use the word depths of you know, some people, it could be a little bit easier, but I say that to say that it's like, you can tell from the a Scorpio's bedroom, it's very, 
and I, I, I understand it could be other placements too, because it obviously it's going to be affected by my by my moon, and by my Mars and my Venus, which are kind of like the ones that you look at for synastry and, um, and, um, intimacy and 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 that type of thing. But so so maybe don't restrict it just all to Scorpios, because some of y'all probably like, girl, it was like BDSM up in there. I so I had to kind of course correct that a little bit too. I am I have Scorpio, but my Pisces as were the more softer, like rose colored lenses, romantic, sensual. So when you go into someone's bedroom, it's supposed to represent like a layer. Um, if you type in the word like layer. It's kind of like, um, the best way I can explain is kind of like a lion's lair, but let me just, um, look up the exact definition, but it has to do a place where a wild animal, especially a fierce, dangerous, dangerous one lives. But, and so it's funny me looking that up part up too, but, um, it's kind of like this idea of like a, this opulent, when I think of my lair, it's like, and and the potential how to to even transform it even further what i'm saying is when i wake up in the morning when you wake up in the morning you know a lot of us want to manifest opulence luxury soft life some people not everyone i talk about how the soft life really in my opinion is not for everyone and i think a lot of it has to do with your ancestry and your lineage and your calling too, because I have siblings and their calling is not soft life. <laughs> you know, um, that is something that I'm bringing forth to light because of my lineage, right? And what my ancestors would have wanted. But um, when you wake up in the morning, you know, how is, are your surroundings in such a way that it's that fairy tale part of what you really want. And the reason I say it is because if you start to pay attention to what you wake up to, like the fabric of the linens that you use for your your bed clothing, for your um for the lighting, for the materials around you, the smells, the ambience, the sounds, you know, that is gonna spill over into other areas of your life. And that's why I want to encourage you to kind of think about that with me. Too. And, and like I said, it's one thing too to go to the, through the transition of what meant comfort and luxury to me. Um, as a, I think there's several stages like when I was uh, becoming an adult and then um, relationships and having like the boyfriends come over. And um, those were more still representative of me, but it was kind of like there were things that were there to kind of kind of incorporate that other person too and so now that I'm single it's like how do I reincorporate it to where it's still sensual to me it still feels luxurious to me um and there can still be that element of sexuality even though I'm still single but I think um how do I allow myself to wake up in the morning and wake up and and have you know like i said uh, the the fabrics of the smooth the satin the silk the fluffy pillows um the velvet and um warm 
colors, gold tap, gold tones, um, the dark blues, the navies, the rich red colors, right? Um, or some, some of you might want to go for light and airy, you know, um, turquoise colors, soft grays and whites and like beach sand colors, sunshine, coast flowers, tropical flowers. Um, you can have, I, I remember the, um, when I was in Costa Rica, my, my room had a lot of sunlight and I had so many of those, um, plants that you put in water vases all over like not only tropical outside but tropical inside right so you're gonna figure out what that means for you and so having access to and this is I remember too when I bought my first house not only did I not take my tv um in my room I didn't put it inside my house now you can um I say this because once I started to understand, I was like, you really don't want to have a TV in your bedroom um, because it's supposed to be a, a quiet down place, you know, where you can relax your mind. And, I, I, you know, as someone who kind of likes to lounge in her room and I do have a laptop in my room, it, it's some I I'm what I'm trying to say is even if you did have the TV in your room. It's, you know, like that large screen TV, which I actually for the master bedroom, I do want to put one in there. But I feel like what what is at the core of what I'm trying to say? What I'm trying to say is pay attention to and, and the reason I came up is because people were like, oh, if you're in a relationship and you have the TV on, it distracts from you having a communication with your partner. Right. And so it's on and you're not really tuning in and tapping into each other, you know, because it's it's a distraction. Well, you take away the element of, you know, having a man in your room and now are you connecting with yourself? Are you serene? What, you know, are you looking at things that cause you anxiety or stress or are taken away from your time to just sit at peace and, you know, like hear the birds, smell the flowers, relax. And that then that's why it's kind of important too, because other areas in, of the house, you can have your work office where when you go in there, you know, it's game time, it's time to be productive, time to check emails, time to be, you know, focused and, and what type of thing and to, to separate and compartmentalize, which is interesting because we're talking about feminine energy. And one of the, my favorite analogies was about uh, how women are spaghetti and men are kind of like boxes. The way that women um, engage with things is, and I'm, this is so much like the way I talk too. I can be talking about one thing and the next minute I'm on to something else. And I love the spaghetti side of myself. But women being spaghetti, it's kind of like when you try to pick up one noodle, it touches on everything. You know, if I pull out the noodle that talks about money, now we talk about, well, what about like my boyfriend and dating and husband and children and family and friends and retirement and how does it make me feel and how much do I spend and da 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 da, right? And wealth strategies and tax codes and conservatorship and banking accounts and all this type of stuff, right? Whereas with men, um, they like to compile, like if we're going to talk about what, you know, we're doing, we're going to talk about what we're doing. There's, is, there's no spillover. If they're going to go for a walk, there's no spillover. If they're going to, you know, 
it, it, and so the way that men are, they compartmentalize things. And it's funny because the imagery that the, the, I forget who it was that planted this imagery in my mind, but it's kind of like, not only are they in nicely, neatly folded like boxes, the boxes are equi equidistant to each other and they don't touch. Right. So it's one of those things where it's kind of like um, everything that has to do with how I feel about my mom is all put into this box and it's closed up. And then two inches up, um, to the left is everything I think about, like how girlfriends are supposed to be and everything is inside that box and it's closed. And then two inches from that is another box about everything I think about sports and that box is closed and everything is in that. And so they're not touching. And so it's funny for me to kind of talk about the spillover effect of what happens if you want to explore how tuned in you are to your femininity in your waking hours and encouraging you to start in your bedroom and reassessing how, you know, what you're waking up to. And when you wake up to that, how is it going to spill over into other areas of your other compartments? Because when you think about how houses are, they really are kind of like that element of between feminine and masculine. But how do you um, leverage that aspect to compartmentalize and now make a separation between my bedroom is comfort for pleasure, for relaxation. Um, it's a soft, gentle space and I can walk out and compartmentalize my productivity. And that is a positive aspect of, I think, between being fluid between masculine and feminine, right? Um, and I hope that this kind of makes sense. I hope you're kind of picking up what I'm putting down, but what I want you to kind of take away and the whole reason I did this whole podcast is because I was thinking about what are we waking up to in our, in what are, what is around us in our waking hours and how can we amplify the energy of what we dream about, what we wake up to and into reality and make sure that it spills over into other areas of our life. And again, even for bedtime too, pay attention to what you fall asleep to dedicate those last few minutes, you know, have your setup to where you switched over to gentler music, you have the fireplace on the TV screen and, you know, some a soft candle um, type of a thing like that nourishes the five senses and allow yourself to fall into a dream state. Where okay, y'all, so I got a call. Um, and so that's why I worry. Oh, okay. I think it's because I was wondering how come sometimes when I get a call, it um, disconnects. But I think it's, it has to do with whether they're my contacts or not. Okay, so... So it kind of threw me off track a little bit, but we were talking a little bit about how can we spill over the, you know, how can we amplify when we wake up, you know, that we feel luxurious, opulent, um, manifesting really good things. And then reading something for a good five to 15 minutes that's going to help our brains, you know, and kind of give nutrients to our spirituality, to our brains, and to then um, amplify that with music, with sound. Um, but, and so then, if I remember correctly, we kind of 
took a step back to talk about how it's so important for you to kind of know, pay attention to how you're falling asleep. Um, especially if you've kind of familiar or have heard of what happens when you're sleeping, um, your mind, and, th- and this is part of the reason too, why sleep is so important because your mind goes into a, um, like a Delta and theta state. And, um, that, that's where a lot of like the really good, mm, what is that manifestation stuff happens. So, um, matter of fact, this, this phone call that I got, that's all out of like manifestation stuff too. I talk about how, um, uh, I have to flush this detail out a little bit more. You'll get a little taste of it here, but it's kind of like one of the things I learned last night too, that I didn't talk about, um, from my, I'll call it my insurance group. I'm not going to, there's nothing to sugarcoat. I just don't want people to be scared off from it because like I said a lot of it is motivational stuff and I do look for patterns of what makes people successful but one of the things about the guy that was talking last night he grosses about 11 million dollars a year and he has his niche okay and but here you have this guy that is making 11 million dollars a year okay And I talk about how I was so shocked because you can schedule a free appointment with him for free. Um, Now, some people will say, and the thought that just came to mind was like, despise the free lunch, 48 laws of power. Do with that what you will. I think it has its appropriate time and place. But what kept coming to the surface with him and with other people is that they were so willing to give so much information to add so much value. I talk about how he had 118 slides and I took as many screenshots as I could of the information. Um, and so much value was there, right? And kind of lost my train of thought with what we were, we were talking about there. But because we were talking about femininity and stuff like that. Um, Oh, I was talking about how one of the things I've noticed about successful people is that they have a way of adding value to people around them, right? And so it's funny how I was able to implement it last night. And because I am in trading groups, you know, um, and I do my quote unquote homework on how to protect my assets and stuff, I reached out to the to my mentors and I gave them several things that are going to help the group. And if they kind of like give me more insights, like, hey, do you know about this type of account? Or do you know about this type of stuff? And here's what I found out. Here's another trading platform. This guy sounds like a great asset. It was it was something else I had to do with trading, right? Um, and, 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 and not even so much trading. It had to do with like... Um, uh, I wouldn't even even call it investments at this point because I I understand tax laws now a little bit better and what's taxable. Um, Investments are taxable events. Loaning money is not a taxable event. Um, So... But because of that, now it gives me an opportunity. It's like, okay, if you're in anything, we will put people under you, right? And so 
that's another way of passive income, but it's like adding value, right? And yeah, I do my due diligence. They will double check to make sure that it's a good fit for all of us. But I hope that that kind of made sense. And I think it's interesting too. I'm going to try to close out with this because I don't want it to be too long. And I am absolutely amusing because one of the things I was talking about in the last two podcasts last night was the nature of, I think, a woman and how we are resourceful by nature. And I I do think that a lot of the hangups that I've had in life and, and even women as a collective is that men realize this and they exploit TF out of it. You know, um, I don't know if you've kind of caught this, but those of you who have been with me for a while, like even when I talk about my exes, you hear how I had like so much like love and compassion for them and I really wanted the best for them and how much of it was just the nature, good and bad, of how loving I thought that it was, right? Um, and wanting to be conducive to whatever it was that they were in and to multiply and amplify and reproduce whatever it was that they had as their endeavors um and so but then when once I figured out that it's being exploited it's kind of like now I'm really guarded about who has access to that resourcefulness right um but I think women in general are resourceful we were we were DNA coded for community and we were coded in such a way that it's like oh um, some of us have our talents and our skills that we're good at. And then you have people like myself. And I feel like even one of the legacies that will carry on from my mom and I attribute a, a lot to her, to her is even with my mom being a stay-at-home house, stay-at-home wife, um, wife and mother, she is very resourceful. She knows how to get what she needs from wherever and kind of maneuver. And so for me, it's like, when you start to understand that that's part of my apprenticeship, you know, now, and it, it took my whole grown age and even last night to kind of re-understand that. Because I've said it before, I've said before, my mom has always been that way. But last night was kind of like this conversion of like, wait a minute, there's an apprenticeship. I get to sit at her feet and embody that and carry that on. And that is everything I've always needed that that example and that model of how to do that and and so that's my way of contributing to community right um i hope that that kind of makes sense but but and so the reason i say it that and and you have to understand too like when robert green wrote you know despise the free lunch he's writing that from the from the aspect of a, of a of a masculine right or of a from a man's or a male's perspective Whereas, you know, even though I ended up being more on the male identified side, remember we were talking about how that whole situation where the dad only brought McDonald's for his child um, and not for the other children or the uh, the mother, the, 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 the women or the feminine were more along the lines of community collective. If I eat, everyone eats, right? Um, so that's why I'm kind of a little bit careful with, I, I, I know when to despise a free lunch, but I think that free lunch kind of does, isn't feminine element or component where 
we want to, we can see someone hungry and we want to give importance to them. And, and I think that what I observed from this male from yesterday, because I think that some of the most successful men, um, and this is, you can look at it from readings and even in, in life around you, because I, I do ask questions about what is it that makes a, a male a man in the sense that, you know, they can be successful. And part of it is they have to understand the feminine elements, right? And so with this guy, it's like he was adding value, you know, and he was proving himself to be resourceful. And it's okay, because I even talk about how as I'm building my practice for the insurance sector of things, am I going to get paid out of it? Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, But I understand that there's a message to be passed out about financial freedom, right? We talk a lot about the damage that physical slave weight, slave labor, shadow slavery did to especially the black community. And I've talked a little bit about how it's funny because we're on a different type of slavery. And I think that black people, black women in particular, we get a beautiful opportunity to dive deeper and the opportunity to set ourselves free if we if we take it by the reins more than even quote unquote dominant society because you can have women that are married with children and wealthy and white and not realize that we're in an oppressed system. Whereas like for me, it's kind of like, wait a minute, this is not right. I'm not, I'm not free. Um, and even though we don't have quote unquote shadow slavery, we have other forms of slavery. Debt is a form of slavery, right? And so, but when you talk about financial freedom, financial independence, now you start to understand, well, there are different things. You can make money doing things the way that you love. You can be a resource. Um, you know, one of the things that he was talking about last night was uh, like even being a, a referral partner, right? Using the networks that I have. I don't have time and I won't ever, I think, be able to develop the level of mastery that they do. But I, I know people and I'm around people. And if I know that I'm coming across business partner, business people who are in business, and I know this is what's so cool too, and I'll say this and then I'll kind of kind of get off too. It blew my mind even too last week in one of the trainings we were in. It's like you start to understand that we're getting access to information that not even the 1% understand. Or have access, like they haven't had a chance to develop that information. And so then I'm like, yeah, no, I need to stay here because I need to, I need access to this information um, type of a thing, right? But I can definitely connect people, right? And that is a resource in and of itself. I hope that that kind of made sense. I'm trying to say like, this guy was adding value, you know, and it was a free lunch in, in many ways. And and is everyone going to remember him or keep his name the way that I did? I took screenshots, like I said, and I have his contact information. I have his Calendly. Um, I, I told my dad last night, I probably, because my parents have their own um, person who does like their whole living trust and their 
their taxes and all that kind of stuff. But I, I have my own style and my own needs and wants. And so this is probably someone that I'm going to connect with on my own and start to build my dynasty in a sense um type of thing or, or further build it up and he knows what he's doing but um it was very much a free lunch and but I think sometimes you have to be okay with free lunch I think part of what I was talking about last night too was I kind of like it I'm gonna explore I'm allowing myself to play a little bit because um, I'm asking myself, like, in the insurance sector, I think it's more of a, it's not male-dominated. A, there's a lot of women are in the insurance sector, and they that's one that they do really well at. Um, for reasons I'm not going to really go into right now. Um, but a lot of it, I think that some of the infrastructure for the group that I'm in is kind of like masculine male dominated. And it's not that we don't need structure or logic. It's that they approach things kind of like in a possessive way. And in a way that's kind of, um, it's a little bit rigid in the sense of like, as opposed to, let me give you the contrast. Like for me, you don't have to go, I don't have to be your, your upline. I don't have to be your financial advisor. My thing is, I understand that there's, there's like, I'm going to humbly use the phrase like Harriet Tubman, like there's information to be given out. There is financial liberation to be on the receiving end of that, that content. Right. And, um, I will be provided for along the way there are going to be people who are going to gravitate to me and I'm going to gravitate to them that will end up on my team. But I'm not going to, that that I trust in alignment. But that being said, I have a mission that supersedes the 3D way of doing things, the way, the model that we have. So I don't have a problem giving information on the podcast here because on the grander scheme of things, I know that you're going to start to research for yourself and look at YouTube videos and talk to your financial advisor people. And, and, and now that's going to affect your children, your legacy, your retirement, making sure that you have living benefits, right? And making sure, and it's going to be like, you may never, ever meet me, but it's like, oh, I remember this lady on anchor was talking about, you know, making sure I have living benefits and that I have long-term care in there in case, you know, I don't have children and making sure that I have 40 quarters um, in order to get social security benefits and what that means. And let me research it. Let me find out what that means. Another interesting one I found out about was like um, tax withholdings, like why you should put zero and why you should put one. If you type in why why do you put zero for tax withholdings? I'm not a financial advisor. A lot of you know, I'm just really a baby shark um, and starting to get a better understanding. I remember when I used to go to my HR office, they would tell us like one time one lady told me to put zero and another time she told me another person told me to put one. There is a strategy to it, strat- strategy to it. And um, I, I will probably talk about this again in another podcast because I, you know, I want to keep this one more about like the woman's lair and the temple and how it operates and whatnot. But yeah, let, let's kind of, kind of circle back. So 
when I moving forward, when I do these podcasts, it's kind of like I envision what it's like. It will really look like the Greece temple, the Greek temples, like uh, Athena's temple with the columns and lots of beautiful flowers. I love flowers. My mom loves flowers. Um, but I love, love, love flowers. I'm a flowers girl. Okay. Um, and you coming and not only that, a lot of opportunities, like before you get into the temple to where I am in my lair, sitting there, you know, hair done, nails done, smelling good. It's definitely going to be a temple that smells so good. A lot of oud oil or oud incense. Oud is one of the most expensive. Um, they can cost like up to a thousand, like hundreds of dollars to a thousand. Like even if you look for a perfume that has authentic oud oil, oud, oud, Bruno, oud oil or essence in it. Um, spelled O-U-D, it's going to be very expensive, almost unaffordable by some extent, right? Um, and so when you come to my temple, it'd be flowers, lots of water, okay, a lot of water, um, a lot of opportunities for you. to. It'd be kind of like a resort because you'd be able to go in the spa and have like milk baths and rose baths and honey baths and honey facials and cinnamon scrubs and stuff like that and all these you know beautiful things that help you with the beautification process and you would have to go through all of that and you would come and approach me you know and we would talk and chat and we would have conversations about health and wealth and we might do a yoga practice or a kundalini practice or a um Pilates practice and we would have music and dance and twerk probably a little bit, right? Um and have just a really good time. And yeah, there you know, it'd be funny because it'd be like one of those things like, well, are you gonna let men into your like XYs into your temple? But trust and believe I would have to have my my female like women guards around to protect me. I think that's so cool. Um and you would have to come under certain you know, like pretenses, you would have to present yourself in a certain way. You'd have to be groomed. You would have definitely have had to have worked out. <laughs> you know, you can't just come to me like with little or no muscle mass, okay, to get into my teeth and come into my presence type of a thing. I'm not really going to ding you for being born short. I mean, I didn't choose to be born tall, but it, you know, but, and I say this not even in a dating aspect. I say this in a sense of like, how do we dialogue with each other? How do we discourse? Because even when we talk about, and um, I was listening to a, one of the younger, I'll call her divine goddesses, right? Um, she's definitely doing her thing. I'm so proud of her. But I feel like she was talking about how she allows herself to flirt with, with people. That's the best way I could describe it too. When I'm out here, I only allow certain XY energy around me. And I wouldn't even say so much flirting, but it does, my guard is... I'm not looking to take anyone home, you know, like a pinwheeler home, but I do thoroughly enjoy the conversations with them. And I, because of my personality, I get to see to the inner soul of who they are, you know? Um, and sometimes you really legit do see like the little boy in them. Um, even though like the people that I, I tend to be around, I'm, I've talked to like millionaire, multimillionaire, but these are like Caucasian people um type of a thing 
And um, oh my gosh, I did not tell y'all. So remember, I told you there's a banker there, and I found I thought he I I think he's like eye candy, and I found out he's like into black like black women and stuff because he brought one of his um I I found out later it was like his ex girlfriend, um. And the the person I was talking to, because we were like chitter chattering and stuff and, and stuff, and she's like, yeah, he likes black girls. Like, his he has biracial children. His wife is his baby's moms were were black, um, type of a thing. And it's like, and he really wants to get married and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, he's really attractive. He he looks like he's Italian. He has like pretty blue eyes. Um, and you would never know. You know, he is, seems like a real sweet person. Um, and I say that because, like, even with the other guys that I talk to, they don't really come out the gate with their... They'll tell you what they do, but they are on a whole other level. And it, and I think a lot of it has to do with where I'm meeting them. Really, it's true when they tell you. You can tell a lot about a person where you meet them because you have commonalities in place. The type of places that I go where I meet these people, it's kind of like you have to have a s- element of spirituality to you um, or a sense of like um, tapping into nature and you uh, to be in that type of space, you kind of have to value yourself and um, you understand how your body works very very virgo in nature very much health and very much wealth and understanding how they're t- and it's funny because some people when you start to talk about our practices right and our divinity and you coming to my temple me going to your temple us going somewhere to another planet and ha- having discourse and conferences and convocations and finding out what's you know happening and stuff some people are further ahead, some people are not. Some people subconsciously are subconscious, some are more conscious. Um, I think even with the women, like I said too, there's that understanding between health and wealth. Um, but yeah, so so it's not, I feel like you're going to have to have, I have standards of what it would mean for you to even be able to come into my temple. You would have to come with an offering. So, but with that being said, let me close out with this. I am comfortable... Um, today is Thursday at the time I'm recording this, um, Thursday, May, oh, it is one eleven on the clock, y'all, perfect for portal, oh my gosh, one eleven p.m., oh, oh my gosh, I, I really, I know a lot of people say this, eleven eleven, but when I even think about my temple and I think about the columns and the visualization of how it looks, I might even do a replica here, you guys, and... Maybe, maybe y'all will be able to come to my temple and, and, you know, go through your beautification ritual type of a thing before you get to me and we can talk and chat and you can kind of pick my brain a little bit. But I think one of the things I like about myself being an oracle too is sometimes it's, it's the answers within you and me asking you questions. And sometimes you come and you bring me information, right? But you just want to hear how my brain works. And that's part of the enjoyment, like just caring how I react to certain things, right? So but today is Thursday, May the 18th. And I think what what better time to to do it on a Thursday, we have 
crossed out of the energy of like Mercury retrograde. We have crossed over the energy of the two eclipses that was creating a lot of problems for people, myself included. And we are now, Jupiter should be um, into the energy of Taurus, which has to do with abundance, real estate, wealth, enterprises, business. And so with that being said, I wanted to give present the first opportunity for anybody like if you feel like I've blessed you in any way then you can donate to my cash app um so here it is it's going to be the dollar sign of course and then um divine doll xx okay and you are welcome to you know it, it does leave a space for you to leave a note and so just giving an opportunity to, you know, if, if you've been blessed in any way, it's whatever is impressed on your heart. It really, I'm not even going to say any amount. But I think if you want to leave a note or like leave comments too, uh, probably what I will do as I get them in is I will review them on Fridays. Why on Fridays? I just like the idea, the ritualistic idea of like Venus, the day of beauty, the day of like, um, yeah, of beautification. It's like, I think Thursday, it's about amplifying the, the energy of, um, of money and wealth. And then on Friday, it's like, can you just imagine a goddess going through all of like her bracelets and her crystals and the incense and exotic foods that, you know, people bring and different types of material and like electronic gadgets or stuff like that or just, you know, if, if you kind of get. And so being able to sit down on Friday after I've done my rose bath and, you know, everything and, and just feeling really beautiful and in my feminine energy and go through and read the comments that you sent me and engage with those comments and dialogue about stuff that you send me so there's not a lot of space to write a lot but I I think for the most part you can send me enough that I'll get a gist of if it's something that you want me to look into um or something that I said that you're thankful that that I talked about or something that you want me to talk more about or you want to hear my perspective on I will find a way to make sure that the email that I give, um, I already have an, mm, let me, let me just check something real, real quick. Hold on. Let me check my, cause I have an email address, but I just had to make sure that it's, um, let me go to my email. Mm-mm-mm. Are we doing this, y'all? We're doing this. So. Mm-mm-mm. You know what? Okay, I will do it on my next podcast because... It's not showing up on this email. Give me a second. So I think it's, I think it's musings of a divine feminine. Yeah, musings of a, a divine feminine at gmail.com. 
And so if you wanted to send a longer message there, um, I have to check it and make sure because I think the spelling is different. I will, I will, um, I will come back and check that with you. Um, but yeah, you can also do that through the cash app and cause I think when I created it, I think I forgot to put the S in there. So I think, uh, if it's not showing up here, that means it's either, Ugh. yeah, I will double check it. I don't want to keep dragging on too long. So yeah, so I want to also encourage you too. I talked about how playful it would be if each of you imagined what yourself being an oracle or your own goddess of sorts. I think sometimes, you know, even with me falling in love with like Oshun, Oshun is one of my favorite deities of all time and then followed by Athena and transitioning, you know, when we talk about how I don't want to get this to be too long too, but yesterday we were talking about how on the hierarchy, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the newer model shows um, a, a, a tier above, do you hear the birds? The, the tier above self-actualization is transcendence, self-transcendence. And that's like when you start to not be confined by time and space and you're no longer um, constrained by like titles or the old way of doing things. And that is absolutely feminine energy, circular, moving, curvy, you know, spaghetti. And, um, and I was saying that to say like, that's the energy that we're moving. Like we're not going to be confined by stuff anymore, you know? Um, definitely thinking outside of the box. And there was something else I wanted to say too about moving outside of the confines of time and space. Um, it will come back to me, but yeah, so, oh, 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 so this was a thing. I, uh, this is what I was trying to say because it, it, I, I remember what it was. A lot of us, I think we're transitioning from worshiping a deity, which actually has to do with my, even me moving out of religion and out of worshiping another god to recognizing that i am a god in my own right a goddess in my own right and so instead of us going to be like worse and not saying that you still can't appreciate you know like someone like oshun or like athena now it's about when we pull your if we were to pull an oracle deck and we pulled your card, what would be your motto what would come up when we pull your card how would we be we be what would be your maxims, right? That's a really great way of saying it. Like maxims, the Titans, or is it the Spartans? The Spartans had, um, I think, was it like 500 maxims or guiding principles of how they would act under certain pretenses, right? And, and under certain situations and certain scenarios. So it's like, if I were to pull your, your card... Um, I'm going to see if I have my divine goddess deck here. I do, but it, it's under, it's under a machine I have here. So it's a small machine, but, but, um, you know, everything from presentation, like one of my favorite decks is the one, the black goddesses. That's one of my favorite decks. If you ever get a chance to purchase that deck, it will give you kind of insight on like how each style is so different and, 
what they stand for. Some of them have to do with fertility. Some of them have to do with sensuality. Some of them have to do with growth. Some of them have to do with communication. Some of them have to do with money. Some of them have to do with family. Some of them have to do with business. Some of them have to do with like all of these different topics. I remember one time I went through and read all the cards, like what they were about. So this is about so transcendence is about now you are not trying to emulate another person. You understand that you came here to be that. So if I were to pull your Oracle card, what would you be? And, and I think that that's what this podcast was about. Like I'm telling you, if you pull my Oracle card, you know, and because we do tend to talk about like guys, I think it'd be like, well, how would she act if, if a guy wanted to talk to her? Well, for one based on everything I've said, like when if you pull musings of a divine feminine oracle card, it's gonna be like, well, one, she's gonna have a parameter. You she's probably gonna see you coming from a distance. And if you're not meeting her standards, you're not even gonna be able to breathe her air. But if they're going to, you know, be able to come into the temple, they have to get checked by my my women soldiers, you know, out front. And they have to meet certain criteria. Like if you do, if you don't have muscles, don't come. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, kidding, not kidding, but kidding. <laughs> but no, but um, definitely would have to have a gift. You definitely have to have a cash app. And you would definitely have to clean yourself. You'd have to go through the you know outer perimeter of my temple and get yourself like get your your beard groomed, brush your teeth, cut your fingernails, make sure that you smell good. And then when you come in to talk to me, it's like you're going to have to be able to hang with me and have conversations about health and wealth, you know. And and if, if I'm not happy, then I'll be like, I'll just snap my fingers and someone will come and escort you away. But it would be like, well, how how, how can I, um, if you were to pull my card in other scenarios, if you were to pull my card as an oracle, Two things you would know right away, you know, um, woman centric, um, how to become healthier, um, and the benefits of the health coming, uh, inside beauty to outside beauty, inside health to outside beauty, um, huge on the five senses feel. I love luxurious material. That's why I kind of keep mentioning like satin, silk you know, velvet, um, but pretty things. And, but also wealth. if you pull my card, it's going to be, well, what have you done to grow your money? Have you learned a new tax strategy? Have you become a business owner? Have you get your LLC? Have you gotten your S corp? Have you gotten your SEP IRA set up? Have you grown your income from one stream of income to eight streams of income? Have you, um, set up a legacy? How can the legacy be protected? Have you taught your children how to protect the legacy, how to continue to grow it? Can you multiply things? What are your talents? What are your, what, you know, that's kind of like how I want you to think, like, what are your, and so if you want to send a cash app and this was helpful to you, um, and, and you don't necessarily have something thankful to say, like, uh, you know, I'd prefer that you say like, what, what is something that you learned? But I would say if you want to send a cash app describing what your maxims are as a divine feminine, you know, what what are your strengths? Like yours could be, um, I'll just say like maybe you send something that's like, well, 
I, my strengths are, or my goddess attributes or goddess of advertising, goddess of, you know, like beautician, like if you're a hairdresser, goddess of like homemaking or goddess of cooking, goddess of certain experiences, you know, or type of a thing like, like that. So, you know, and I don't want to even confine it, like send me what's on your heart and let's see how I react with it. I think is part of the beautiful energy exchange. And yeah, so when they come through, I will read them on Fridays. Um, and, or even what I can do, because I understand that you, you know, sometimes waiting a long time to see, confirm that I did receive the message is, um, so when I get them like the following day, like I will just kind of mention it, but on Fridays when I will go through and that will kind of work too, because like, let's say if you send it, um, like today or like on a Monday, um, We'll probably mention it that Monday, depending how early I get it, or the the Tuesday, engage with it a little bit. But on Friday, I will have had time to think about it some more and to really laugh on it. I think that sometimes, too, I kind of do see the engagements of how people talk with me. Like I've mentioned before, too, it's kind of like downloads. And so if you mention something, it allows me to kind of pull more of that data into me and to really kind of like again because Virgo we are the we are the gut of the esoteric body so we take what you feed us and we analyze it and we pick it apart and we decide what is for good and what is whatever is bad we send it out of shit it's like it's we don't want it we flush it out um and then whatever is beneficial we take it and we send it to see to the sight we send it to our heart to love we send it to our nails we for beautification we send it to our lungs for to give it more air to give breathe more life into it we send it to our muscles to grow stronger in those areas if that kind of makes sense like that's how we disseminate information and then of course i will look at it through the lens of like is this going to make me healthier or is this unhealthy um does it add to my beauty does it add to my bottom line does it add to my health does, I mean, to my wealth, to my bottom line, um, does it add to my pocketbook? Does it, um, that kind of stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this. I'm going to go get something to eat now. Oh yeah. I made some, they're like, it's my first time trying like their egg noodles. I think it's supposed to be like yolk free It's really good. And I make some, um, mixed vegetables in there. And I also put in some Alfredo, four cheese Alfredo sauce with it. It is so good. I love mixed vegetables so freaking much. I will just put the bag and put like, fix it with um butter. <laughs> and I love it. Like if it has like a lot more corn in it too. Although some people, some people, I, my blood type is not supposed to have corn, but eh, don't tell my blood type that, right? Um, so I just take whatever is in the mixture but I used to, I used to like the butter, not the butter, the, the corn ones too. So, but yeah, y'all. So let me, let me open my window. I don't know if you can hear the birds or maybe if I go outside, hold on. If I go outside, you'll definitely hear the birds, especially early in the morning. 
All right, y'all. It has been absolutely my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed your time in my temple. But it is time for this divine doll to go about her day. Um, I probably will have like a little Bruno. He's sleeping right now, y'all. He's sleeping. Bruno. <laughs> I kind of woke him up. All right, y'all. I will talk to you later. Bye. Hey, I know this is on the long side, but I, I <laughs> you know how I am. Um, obviously, I've recorded and uploaded, but there was sometimes I reflect on the messages um, because I'm getting the downloads too sometimes as I'm talking it out. But I talked about how we can incorporate like the feminine and masculine component when we think about how a house is and how the feminine energy is something that flows and the masculine energy is what compartmentalizes. So when you look at houses, we're encouraged to compartmentalize, you know, bedroom space versus bathroom space versus kitchen space versus office space. But what I'm inviting you to do is, yes, it's good to compartmentalize and have organized spaces. And but with that, respecting that the bedroom where you wake up is compartmentalized to be conducive to what it is that you're trying to spill over into other areas and other compartments of your life. And so if you allow that energy to flow out of the bedroom, right, into other areas of your house, that's the feminine component. So whatever it is you're manifesting for luxury, for opulence, for abundance, when you wake up and whatever you read and feed your mind and whatever you sing and listen to and meditate on, okay, when you get up and you walk down the hallway to go to your bathroom, you know, are you going to have like the bath bombs and the, you know, like different types of body washes and, and cleansing things that you need? Um, is it going to be comfortable? You know, can you feel like the plush rugs under your um, feet and the plush towels and um, lots of light coming in and feeling really happy with candles in your bathtub and whatnot or when you're taking your shower and when you walk out is that energy going to flow into your office like even in your office yeah it's going to be set up for you to take care of your finances reply to emails take business calls even see clients depending on if you know your office is at the front of the house or the back of the house or if you have two or whatever but even in that office space are there things that are going to remind you like for example i started recently collecting um gold and gold and silver so it's like you could have a gold paperweight there to kind of remind you what you're what you're bringing in you can have um, art or mottos or things on the walls that kind of remind you what you're manifesting and why that business call is important, why that email is important, why consistency and discipline is important. You might have uh, pictures or two of your family and your friends in there on your desk to remind you your reason for why you're doing certain things, right? When you go to the kitchen, that energy is going to flow, right? So we're talking about masculine and feminine masculine compartmentalizes right feminine flows and so that touch will flow through the house 
And so it will spill over into things like um, when you're in the kitchen, it's like, are, do you have natural food, organic stuff? Do you have things for your smoothies, for your teas, you know, um, for entertainment, for housewarming events to when you have people come over, you know, stuff like that. Um, is your living room a place where you can... Um, do whatever it is that you need to. Do you have your workout studio space or out, out on the in the patio to do that kind of stuff? So the, I just wanted to kind of add the correct imagery because I know I talked about how men compartmentalize and how the house is compartmentalized, but the divine feminine flows. And so you want to nurture your waking and your sleeping hours when you're falling asleep and when you're waking up. How does it spill over into the other areas that, that are compartmentalized in our lives? All right. So I hope that helps. I don't know. It just, that's the way my mind works. So, all right, I'll talk to you later. Bye.